I want to thank our sponsor, Abby Connect. Impress callers, save time, and grow your business with a dedicated receptionist team from Abby Connect. Visit abbyconnect.com slash Mike M for more information. That's abbyconnect.com slash Mike M. Oh, man, I just want to come play with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Here we go. All right, folks, I hope you're ready because it's time to get all up in your business. Today, we got Jeff Woods joining us. He's going to talk about the one thing. He works with Gary Keller. He's got a company called Productive that works with the one thing. So you're going to master on this show. It's like you master everything in your life from this show. Thanks for joining us. Mm, I hear music playing. Mm. <laughs> Jeremy, you're like a spin doctor sitting there like spinning nothing. Yeah, I need, a, I need like a turntable or something. You totally need a turntable. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mike Michalowicz. I am an author on a mission, a mission to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. You know that struggle where the world thinks you're crushing it the day you start your business, and the reality is you're not. You're struggling because you're doing everything. But what's that one thing you need to do to pull your business forward? That's what we're going to discover on this show. I want to introduce you to uh, our Presidente, Kelsey Ayers. Hello, friend. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, Jer Cablone in the basement studio. Yeah. Hey, the tires are gone, so I took them down for you. No, no, we got tons of boxes now over your right oh, shoulder. Oh, gee, can I do right anything here. right? <laughs> no, I'm just. It's just you do a lot right, except for where you work out. Uh, and Amy Cartelli. Hey, everybody. Hey, Amy. And uh, let me tell you about our guests in just a second. I first want to thank Abby Connect uh, for supporting the show and. We'll give you some details. We probably did a pre-read that you could have heard already, um, but they're a wonderful supporter for great resources, especially when it comes to answering your phone in this environment, because we're all going online. You've got to have great, great first impressions. All right. Um, I think we're ready to do this. Let's get down to business. His name is Jeff Woods. Jeff is the co-founder of Productive. That's a capital K. I'll ask him why in a second. The training company behind the best-selling book, The One Thing, and the host of The One Thing podcast. Jeff has been featured in entrepreneur.com and is on a mission to teach people how to take back control of their time and get clarity on what they want to invest in and how to invest that time. Jeff, welcome to our show. Mike, it is an absolute pleasure and honestly, a dream come true to up in your business. <laughs> Are you still doing the jump rope thing? Dude, like a maniac every day, all the time. How has that affected your cardio? Because we were talking offline, uh, Jeff and I, about uh, working out, and he's a big, big into cardio. How, how has that improved your cardio by jumping rope? Immensely. I mean, I, I started about eight years ago, and it was just a little hobby. And then I saw somebody in the gym just busting a move like a pro professional boxer. And like that, that lit this fire in me to actually start getting intentional about it. And what's amazing is most people, if they jump rope, they might be able to go for a minute before they're just yeah, yeah. gas. But when you start to learn how to go from jumping to doing side swings and whatnot, and then you start putting on the fist pumping music, I mean, there are times where I'll go for 30 minutes to an hour straight, no breaks, hard. And I mean, it transforms the cardio. Ha, huh. I'll be. So hey, how did you uh, team up with Gary Keller uh, for the one thing? Yeah, so prior to starting this company with Gary and his co-author Jay, I was in medical device sales which was a fantastic job. I mean, I ran through hospitals. I sold a device that saved lives. I would try to get my wife to call me McDreamy. And, you know, she would say no. She got early practice at saying that. And 
I think like a lot of people who are listening to this show, Mike, there's that time in your life where you realize things are good, yet you're lacking fulfillment. And yeah. that's where I was. Something was missing. But I didn't have enough pain in my life to force me to break the golden handcuffs until mm-hmm. two things happened. First, a colleague of mine had a stroke when he was 35. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I remember my wife and I had just bought a house in Orange County. We just had our first child and my wife decided to become a stay-at-home mom. And I remember standing in the kitchen in my scrubs thinking, what would happen to my family if what happened to my colleague had happened to me? And that just, that rocked me. And then the next week, domino number two fell, which was my company needed to make a change to our commission structure to remain competitive in the marketplace. And as a result, I lost 40% of my income overnight. Oh my gosh. You put those two things back to back. I suddenly realized that I actually was not in control. And for somebody whose identity is wrapped up in being a provider, that's when I finally realized, okay, I've got to make a change. And kind of all things happen for a reason. I was reading um, Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Quadrant. Mm -hmm. which I believe is his best book of the series. And at the end, he shares the Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And it stopped me dead in my tracks, Mike. I mean, I remember standing in my kitchen. It seems where I do all my best thinking at this time in my life and asking who are my five. I actually made a list. And when I wrote the five people I actually spent the most time with, I looked at that list and I felt something. Gratitude. Immense gratitude. These are amazing people. These are people I always want in my life. But then I had the, oh, you know what moment. I realized I was seeking guidance on how to build a business from people who were not qualified to give it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That set me on a journey to upgrade my five. I launched my first podcast called The Mentee, where I was literally the mentee and pressing record on private conversations with mentors. Some of them happened to be very heavy hitters. Like one guy built Tony Robbins' company. He was Tony Robbins' executive vice president of sales. So I I surrounded myself with these really high-level CEOs and entrepreneurs and was recording those conversations. And after the show was out for about two weeks, it was our national sales meeting. And when I walked into the big ballroom, on the stage was a slide of the one thing. And out walked Jay, the co-author of the book with Gary. And for the next hour, he blew my mind. And you ever been in one of those talks where you're just like, gosh, I wish I could be in a relationship with that guy or that girl. Like, what could I give them that would make them interested in me? What, what, yeah, what, yeah. what could make it worth their time? And when he finished, there was a huge standing ovation. And when everybody sat, I was still standing. And it was one of those moments where my mind said, sit, yet my heart said, go. And before you know it, I'm literally running down the side of the ballroom and I intercepted Jay and that began a relationship. What I did not know was that the one thing had already become one of the highest rated business books of all time, which created a challenge because Gary Keller's one thing is running Keller Williams, largest real estate company in the world. Mm-hmm. Jay's one thing is running education for KW. They were looking for somebody whose one thing was the one thing. And that became mm. my opportunity. Wow. So uh, you run down it, but what do you say? You don't have to Jay, like you don't run up and hug him and say, I love you. I mean, uh, or maybe you did. Yeah, if you want to get nitty gritty in this, there's a huge lesson in this as well. I think there when is. I was, when I was so lost and trying to figure out how do I surround myself with people who are light years ahead of me, I didn't know the answer. 
But when I really narrowed it down to one thing, and I, I didn't even understand what the one thing was at this time, yet I was a practice, I was a practice leader of it without realizing it. The one thing I could do when I approached somebody was to ask myself, where might this person need help? Whether I could be the person to bring the value or not, I don't know, but I was at least going to ask the question. And so when I approached Jay, I said, Jay, my name's Jeff Woods. First and foremost, thank you. I've been at this crossroads in my life where I have been looking for clarity on the next step. And what you just shared, like something is calling me and saying, I've got to dive in here. I want to help you guys out of everything that's going on in your world. Where do you need help most right now? And I said it just like that. Hmm. He said, we're actually looking for more exposure for the book. What he did not know was that I'm a super connector. And I already had relationships with some of the top podcasters in the world. And so I just got him booked on all these shows. <laughs> and I circled back and said, hey, how do the interviews go? What are you guys focusing on now? How can I help? This is time number two asking. And he said, we're looking for more exposure. He had no idea I was writing for Entrepreneur at the time. So without even saying anything, I just wrote an article and I blasted it. And I started pushing it on social. I was tagging him and tagging Gary. And I started to see Jay reshare all my posts. And so I on Twitter, which I barely tweet, said, what are you focusing on now? How can I help? And at that time, he responded back and said, we're looking for a CEO for a publishing company. And I remember I had met three people that I thought were awesome publishing executives. And I said, you know what? I'm not your guy, but I know three people that might be. Let's get on the phone so you can tell me the job description and I'll make the right connection. And when we got on that phone, he did not describe the three people I knew. Mm. He described me. So, I mean, this is such perfect execution. It almost sounds like you were just prepared. Were you moving this, this direction intentionally to get that job? Or was this truly just, I want to serve and what will present itself will present itself? I, what, what I found, because my focus was about upgrading my five. And the more successful people I got around, what shocked me was that when they showed up in a room, the most successful people showed up looking to give, not looking to get. Oh, interesting. And it shocked me. And so I said, okay, I had this perception of who am I to bring value to these people? I couldn't perceive how I could bring value to them, but I knew the one thing I could do was to become the type of person who at least approached with a curiosity of where might they need help. And I quickly figured out, I didn't have to be the answer. I just had to be willing to make the connection. Hey, is there a qualifier in the look to give? Like I think of Gary Keller, wildly successful. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people, because of his popularity and his financial success, go to him and say, hey, Gary, can you give me some money? Like, you know, he could give that way. I, I assume there's more to giving than just random acts of, of giving or gifts. Sure. Or, or is it? I, I think the, the thing that I learned was looking to bring value to others without any expectation of something in return. Okay. It was not a quid pro quo. It was understanding that if I could become the type of person that would make deposits in the relationship bank account, that on a grand scale, it would, it would likely come back to me. Mm. And it did. I genuinely, in the interactions with Jay, was not thinking that my future opportunity would be with them. I was genuinely thinking, how can I build a relationship with this person? How can I bring value to this person? And out of that came this opportunity. I pinch myself that I get to do what I get to do every day. I can't believe it. 
tell us a little about the organization because you co-founded it with Jay, I understand. With Jay and Gary, yeah. And Jay so, and Gary, so the three of you, okay. Yeah, sure. So the, ultimately, when the one thing took off, they said, this has to be a company. And we're really in the business of time, Mike. When you think about it, it's our, it's our most valuable resource. Yet most people, if they're really being honest, they go through their days spending their time, not investing their time. And there's a clear difference because when you invest, you, there's an expectation of a return. And most people do not hold themselves to the standard they, that every single second must bring a return on that investment. And this is evident by people show up to the office or in this times, they, they show up to their home office, they open their computer and they do what? Facebook, social media, email. Bingo. Until they go to a porn site. <laughs> Did I get it right? Well, you learn a lot about a person asking these questions. Uh, most people would be a meeting or a conference call. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Close. And, then they, close. and then they get off that and they realize they've got five minutes. So they check email and then somebody stops by or calls them and says, hey, do you got a minute? And this literally repeats all day. And have you ever had one of those days where you were really busy and you genuinely wondered at the end of the day if you got anything done? Yes. Yeah, that's evident of us spending our time. And what we do is we teach people how to better invest their time by having a relationship with their goals so they can achieve extraordinary results. Well, tell me about the, the one thing then. Give me, what does the one thing mean? What's the concept? Yeah, the one thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. And the surprisingly simple truth is that the path to getting everything you want is not by doing everything. It's by viewing all the stuff that's on your plate like dominoes. And just like dominoes, the best way to knock them all down is to understand that if you can line them up and go to the first one and simply flick your finger effortlessly, everything else falls. Okay. So that's, I, I can see that. How do we figure out how to line these things up? Yeah, sure. Um, you're familiar with Pareto's principle, right? 80-20 yes. rule? Yeah, yes. idea that 80% of your results come from just 20% of your activities. And I don't care whether you're an individual, whether you lead a team, or whether you're talking about shifting the culture of an entire organization. What it really comes down to is, is understanding that the number one lie of productivity is the lie that everything matters equally. Mm. It does not. And I'm just, can I, can I come in a little hot here? Can I be direct? Dude, I reference a porn shop that you visit, yeah. so yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm setting the, the listener up for this. Um, most people, if we followed them around with a camera and documented their every move, what we would see them doing is spending their time in their inbox and in random meetings and in random helping whoever else needs help around them. And what they're really doing is majoring in the minors. Hmm. Because no person builds a great business or gets a promotion by being the best email checker in the world or being the best meeting attender. Yet, that, that, yet that's what they focus on. The one thing is about understanding if everything does not matter equally out of everything that's on your plate, what is your number one priority? And how do we become the type of person that until that one thing is done, everything else is a distraction? I almost sense that some people subconsciously know what that one thing is, but they're, they're ignoring it or they're pushing it by the wayside because they're in the email and in the many little minor things. You're usually in one of two camps. Okay. One cohort of people knows what their one thing is and feels guilty for not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Example, 
a salesperson that doesn't like to pick up the phone. Yeah. Yet is busy doing administrative work. Yeah. The other camp are people that genuinely don't think they know what their one thing is, which if you don't know what your one thing is, what do you think your one thing is? To find the one thing. To figure out what your one thing is. Yeah. And this journey is, is less about having the answer and more about building the muscle of asking great questions. You know, I've, I've done this in front of tens of, tens of thousands of people. If I ask you to close your eyes and really think about your job, and if I ask you the focusing question of the book, which is, actually, let's do this. All of you close your eyes. Okay. Take a deep breath. When you think about your job, what's the one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Search for the answer. Open your eyes. How many of you hit the wall called, I don't know? <laughs> I, uh, well, I'll speak selfishly. I kind of was thinking, I was questioning, because for me, it's always writing books, writing books. I'm like, am I, am I questioning the right thing? Kelsey, Jer, how, Amy, how'd you feel? Did you, you all hit the wall? Kelsey? No, I felt pretty clear. What's your one thing? And we focus on this, Jeff. What's your one thing? My one thing is uh, like leading and managing and then everything else. Like if I properly delegated my tasks and actually guided our team effectively, then everything else would be so much easier. Jay Blown? What was that last part in clarifying the one thing? What did you say, Jeff? What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Yeah, see, that gets me. I'd have, mm -hmm. to, I'd have to sit on that. And, and if I break it down for you, Jerry, I mean, it's, it's really profound because it's, it's one thing. It's not two, it's not three, it's not everything. It's gotta be one. And it's gotta be one thing you can do. I mean, think about it. It's gotta be a two inch domino that is so small that effortlessly with the flick of a finger it would fall. It's not this big thing that you feel oh, guilty about not doing. It's gotta be super small. Such that by doing it, because your dominoes are lined up, everything in your world would be easier or unnecessary. Amy, what did you find? You know, I came to, excuse me, I came to um, the one thing I feel I can do for this company is I love you guys. I love you in a mothery way. That means let me take this off your plate. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Can I, can I? take that project, Kelsey, or, you know, or can I handle that for you, Mike? Um, and I don't know if that, I don't know if that gets down to the nitty gritty. It doesn't. Oh, I see a big no, Jeff. Mm -mm. I know. I think I even heard you say that's horrible. What she just said. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's what I heard. That's, that's what I heard. Projecting your own judgment. on. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 But even Kelsey, for you, you know, you know, you've identified the lead domino when it's truly a specific measurable activity. So you're right, as the president of the company, succeeding through others on a high level is directionally correct, yet we wanna make it really small. So can I, can I coach you here? Can we go smaller? Love to, yeah. Cool, cool. When you talk about making sure, how would you know if you're successful leading your people? Well, I feel like I still answer a ton of questions. I have a ton of emails for things that have already sort of been delegated to somebody else as their realm. 
Um, and so to me, that's an indicator that I'm not successful because if they don't feel like they are empowered to answer those questions or handle it completely, then I haven't given them enough guidance or given them enough, um, you know, power. What's one thing you can do to empower your people to find their own answers? Redirect them every time they ask me a question. Okay. What would that look like? Um, what do you think? Like, if so, if Amy asked me a question, is you know, should I say yes to this person or is this okay? I should say, what do you think? That's a lead domino. Oh, did you get that specific? That's a lead domino. So, Damn. and this is this is the gap, especially when leaders try to bring this into their companies, is they live in this high level vague world of, oh, nope, I'm just going to succeed through people. I'm going to make sure that I delegate and that I lead my people. That's my one thing. But no, 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 no. That's directionally correct. The one thing is a domino you can knock down. It's an activity. And what I heard Kelsey just say is, she will know she's successful leading her people when they are empowered to search for their own answers and own the job, meaning they don't have to come to her for, for everything. And the one thing she can do to make that happen is when somebody asks a question, she can say, I've got some thoughts, but I want to know what you think. What do you think the answer is? Now, I'm going to tell you why that's so profound. That's exactly what my partner did to me. When I was starting the company, I, um, in school, we were taught to always have the answer. We were taught to memorize. We were not taught to think critically for ourselves. Yet the thing that makes a great leader is the ability to teach others to think mm. so they can get what they need when they need it. And it was, it was so, it was like a two by four to the face. I, the number of times I would walk into Jay's office and say, Hey, I need, I got to ask you this question. I would ask it to him. And he would say, my job as a leader is to teach you to think I've got some answers, but before I share, what do you think? And he would just ask me questions, which is what a great coach does until he taught me to think till I didn't need to go to him for those questions anymore. Now what it looks like when I have questions is I say, here's the situation. Here's what I think we should do. Do you have anything to add? One sounds like an employee. The other sounds like an executive. I love this. Um, Kelsey, run it forward. Don't F this up now, okay? <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> uh, Jeff, we got to go. So what a way to end it on a coaching session. Uh, our listeners that want to join your program, they want to find their one thing. Like, what's the next steps people should take? Yeah, sure. So you've got some options. You're already listening to a podcast. So we have a podcast. It's called The One Thing. You can okay. search for it wherever podcasts are, are, are found. Uh, if you've not read the book, we would highly encourage you to check that out. And my favorite quote from The One Thing, Mike, is the quote that people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. I mm. firmly believe one of the things that made my partner a self-made billionaire is he formed the habit of forming habits. Over decades, he has been very intentional about forming habits that would make achieving his future goals automatic. And so we have a program where people can join us on what we call a 66 day challenge because it takes on average 66 days to form a habit where like Kelsey, you identified one thing that's super small. And if you every day for the next 66 days, just once a day, ask somebody a question when you naturally would have told 
that is a profound habit that I've actually formed. And I can tell you on the other side of it, how impactful it is. Um, so if people want support going on that journey, they can go to the one thing.com slash habits. And that's what the number one in the URL, the number one thing.com slash habits. Awesome. Awesome. Good. We'll have those links obviously in the show notes, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us just, just now. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff. All right. So uh, here's what we're going to do next. We're going to recap what we learned. Uh, we are going to play a game that Jacob Blown has assembled for us, a big entrepreneurial game. Uh, before we do that, I do want to thank again, Abby Connect for putting this sh show together for us and making it possible. All right. Uh, J-Bone, you don't get a chance to go first. What did you learn from Jeff Woods today? <laughs> um, so I really like the uh, principle of surrounding yourself with um, people so that you can become an average of them. I've heard that before. Uh, but I've never actually heard of, um, I've heard it in theory, but not in, you know, actually working. So I think that's awesome. Hey, what was your big takeaways? Oh my gosh. Oh, I love so much. Um, I love that you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with, but yeah, this, look at, look um, at the people, look at the five people surrounding you right now. I know. Horrible. I know. Horrible. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff has brought it up a little bit. Uh, and the one that really, the quote that spoke, spoke to me today specifically for what I'm thinking about personally is uh, people do not decide the futures, they decide their habits. That's really powerful, really yeah. uh, powerful way to think about my behaviors and, and where they're taking me. Love I like it. that a Love lot. It. I'm going to share. Um, I like what, how he put the two categories for people, the, the people that know the one thing but are guilty about not doing or feel guilty about not doing it and then don't. And the others who don't know what the one thing is and their job is to simply ask better questions. I also just loved his personal story. Um, I, I can see him standing up when Jay finished up on stage and like everyone, the applause go down, people are sitting down and you see Jeff still like kind of putting it out there. I, I think it's so cool to set a pathway for him just by being willing to be different, to be the one guy standing out, the one person who ran down the aisle. I thought that was really cool. Kels, how about you? I loved everything. Um, same thing. I really love the personal story. And I think overall, I loved what resonated, I feel like, is his drive to um, just be better and improve and be aware. And, and um, you know, it's not a, a singular direction. It's just this desire to improve the five people that he's around all the time. It was just about upgrading not necessarily a specific thing that he's working towards. And I love it. It lets life unfolds the way it can with those sort of magical surprises that lead you in a direction that you couldn't have imagined, but bring even more fulfillment than, than you could have desired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We really, you know, he, he had a habit from day one to set his own life trajectory. And I, I wonder how many entrepreneurs are listening in right now um, or want to be entrepreneurs who have that, golden handcuff. You have that job. He had the medical sales career. It was very fiscally um, appropriate or responsible, but he, he took a leap and you can just hear in his heart how joyful it is. Um, I wonder how many people are going to do that because they heard Jeff's story. Okay. Why don't we, uh, Jake, Cabrone, move us on. You got a little game. I heard a new game today. Yes, bro. It's a brand new game. So, all right. So this is, what gonna, is it? I'm going to explain it. It's, it's and Jeff, Jeff's going to play. If Jeff, are you sticking around for a few more minutes? I think I might. This is <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. You're in on the game too. So this game, it's a uh, female entrepreneurs rapid fire. So you, you get oh. to know your, uh, your female entrepreneurs here. So basically okay. I'm going to read a question. And when you know the answer, 
the first person to shout it out gets the point. Love it. I have 10 questions. It's all in the category of female entrepreneurs. Yep. And may I ask one more thing? Yeah. Is it always, always a name, like a female entrepreneur name or is it, it it could be, it could be there is it, but I mean, I'll, you'll know in the question, I, I I almost like worded it like, uh, like jeopardy. Okay. Okay. So we have to say who is or what is you have to answer the question as quick as possible. With the who is or what is like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Jeff, you feeling ready for this? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the first one. Yeah. That was the first one. All right, let's try this out. Okay. First question. What is the name of the company founded by Sarah Blakely that makes your waist? Thanks. Thanks. I said what it is. You did it. I did. Oh, damn it. You weren't even close. All right. We both so, jumped on Spanx. So who, who was that first? I couldn't pick it up. Was, was that Mike? Jeff got first. Jeff? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think Jeff got it, but then, but he didn't form the word the, the as a what who is. is. So I think Jeff gets half a point. <laughs> we could we could argue that all that fluff is a distraction. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't even adding that in the rules there. So, oh, Kelsey added that. Okay, so Jeff, Jeff, a point, one point for Jeff. Okay, uh, I'm tracking. Ready for the next question? Ready. Yep. Yeah. What is the name of the female entrepreneur who has a net worth of over 450 million? And is Oprah. And is no, what is Oprah? Who is Oprah? And is no longer a single lady. Beyonce. Oh, who is Beyonce? Oh, Mike got that, right? No, no, no. Jeff? 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 Jeff. That was Jeff. I do like how Kelsey just says whatever Jeff says louder. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's going to win you a point. I'm going to stop saying who is because that is slowing me down. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> but Jeff like goes said, Oprah this, and you're like, it's Oprah! <laughs> Uh, can we just tie it back? Uh, like I said, what is, is Oprah? of your daily life. <laughs> Why is Jeff playing this game? He's already dominating. This is stupid. All right, keep going. Uh, all right. Uh, this woman started the Huffington Post, which sold for... Oh, Huffington. Oh, man. Yeah. Jeff is killing it. That was Jeff, I think. <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. Uh, she surrounds itself with better people. She sold it for $315 million. It's a nice payday. Ooh. To Oprah, apparently. Uh, yeah. All right, next question. The richest woman in the world, Alice Walton's family, is more famously known for what? Walmart. Walmart. Oh, Amy. Amy got that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Woohoo. Nicely done. I thought I had, I guess I didn't speak up enough. All right, good job, Amy. Nope. Point. You're on Thanks. the board. Yay. All right. Three, Jeff, one, Amy. Completing her first manuscript on a manual typewriter, this author went on to write the famous Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. I just want to make sure I said something before Jeff got on it. All right. <laughs> that was a, that was a shout out to you, Mike, because you're a manual typewriter. You have in the Thank office. you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. All right. As as the founder of this website, Angie Hicks wanted a resource for reliable workers. What was her business? Upwork. No. Um, Angie's list. Angie's list. There you go. That's it. Oh, Nicely done, slow. Mike. Nicely done. Thank you. Google right, machine so- didn't work fast enough. <laughs> oh my! This is Angie's list. <laughs> so we have a uh, three for Jeff, one for Amy, two for Mike so far. Yeah. All right, and we got uh, only a couple more questions left. Let's do this. All right. Debbie Fields created an empire based off of these. Mrs. Fields, Fields, Fields cookies. cookies. Mrs. Fields, Mrs. Fields. I have no idea who that was. Who was it, Mike? It's totally me. No, no, it was not me. It was not me. Who said that? Was Jeff? It Jeff? <laughs> Mrs. Fields cookies, yeah. Mrs. Fields. All right. This is getting heated. 
I said Mrs. Feel Me's cookies. <laughs> yeah. Runner up. All right, Mrs. Next. Feel Me. That should be a cookie brand. <laughs> Mike's not right. No, no. Mike will own the domain name tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Promising to give half of her fortune away, this woman made the list of the wealthiest billionaires in 2019 from a divorce. Melinda Gates. No. Oh, um, Bezos. That's what, it. What's the first name? Bezos. What? We need we first need, need Ariana Bezos. We need a full name. <laughs> nobody Melinda knows her nobody Bezos. knows her first name? Melinda Bezos. Close. Bolinda. Bolinda Bezos. Bolinda. Mackenzie. Yes, Mackenzie Bezos. <laughs> All right. You got it. Jeff. Killing it. Jeff. All right, next question. Two more. There's last two. Oh, Jesus. Two more, two more. With a business of the same name, this Pennsylvania woman launched a clothing and fashion line of shoes in 2004, which made her a household name. A clothing line of... A, a clothing, a line clothing of shoes, and fashion line, but started with shoes in 2004. Kate Spade. Pennsylvania. Not Kate Spade. I'll, I'll give you a, a first name, Tori. Tori Birch. 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 Yes. Who got that? I think Jeff did. Damn it, Jeff! You, I think I think you, <laughs> you know won what it is. You know what it is. It's a stupid jump rope he does. Gives an unfair advantage. Cardio is up. You ready for this, Mike? Yeah. My Jewish mother said that if I sold women's shoes at Nordstrom, that would be great marriage training. Because if I can I learn to deal with women's feet, I can deal with anything. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's great. All right, last question. One last one. Yeah. All right, this company. Created by Jennifer Hyman, allows people to borrow designer dresses for special events. And the Rent runway. The runway. <laughs> Wait, Kelsey Jeff. got that one. Kelsey is half one. No, I saw Jeff. Jeff was Jeff's, on it. Jeff's Jeff lit on. up. Jeff was on it. All right, Jeff, you killed it. You got four. Seven. Five. So yes, yeah, seven. 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 I got two. Amy got one. Kelsey got half a point. She actually should have <laughs> got more because she was answering properly like the proper. You know, too slow. Yeah. Jeopardy. <laughs> you, see, you ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Mm-hmm. You remember what second place gets? Uh, you get the watch, don't you know? A first set place of steak gets... knives. A set of steak <laughs> knives. That's right, right. <laughs> Third place, you're fired. You're fired. Hit the bricks. Hit the skids, kid. You're fired. All right, we gotta get wrapped up here, Kels. Um, what can people do? They can rate us, subscribe wherever they're listening to, and visit MikeMotorbike.com. That's right. You know what's going on at MikeMotorbike.com? We got cool stuff there. It's really MikeMikalowitz.com. But the one thing we figured out, the one thing, is no one can spell Mikalowitz. But everyone can spell a rhyme, Mike Motorbike. So go to MikeMotorbike.com right now. I got free stuff for you. I got free chapters from all of my books. I used to write for the Wall Street Journal. You get those articles for free. And, and... We have some new juicy stuff that we're releasing with video content. So check it all out at MikeMotorbike.com. All right, let's get out of here. See y'all. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Here's some music playing somewhere. There it is. Customers no longer base their loyalty solely on price or product. Instead, they stay loyal due to the experience they have. And their customer experience begins from the very first call they make to your business. Are you still using an answering machine? I hope not. Did you know that 85% of callers who only reach voicemail will hang up and call the next place on their list? 
Don't let that happen to you. Inbound phone calls are still critical to growing your business. Get help from Abby Connect. Abby Connect is no ordinary answering service. They assign your company a team and then train them on how your business works. They set up appointments and consultations. Also, they have a new mobile app that allows you to make calls and send texts from your business phone line. People prefer doing business with people, not machines. Abby Connect can start answering your calls today, improving your customer experience while saving you time and money. It's easy to get started. Get a 14-day free trial with no setup fees and no credit card needed by signing up at abbyconnect.com slash mikem. That's abbyconnect.com slash mikem or call 833-ABBY-WOW and say my name. 